0: Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, sort of. I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and normally this is a podcast that reviews episodes of The Simpsons, but today, as a little bit of a New Year's treat, I wanted to share some of the cool things that we've been making over on our Patreon page. So every week over at patreon.com slash SideQuest Studios, we're giving our subscribers an exclusive podcast and we've got a few different shows in the works. Today I want to give you a little taste of that, so I'm going to show you two of our exclusive shows. First up is The Story of the Chalk. This is where me, BT, and Danny take the chalkboard gags from The Simpsons episodes and riff about and try to figure out what exactly Bart did to deserve these punishments. It's a lot of laughs and it's a lot of fun to make, and I hope you enjoy it. And here it is now, patreon.com slash studios if you want to hear more of it. Uh, but for now, here's The Story of the Chalk. This is The Can Story we of un- the Chalk.
1: Record? I
2: mean,
0: is it too late I mean, to start again?
2: He's technically started now. He played the theme song. I,
0: I did the theme yeah, song. I guess we're in. We're in. This Quit. is it.
2: You sly bastard.
0: Yeah. Coming to you from the SideQuest Studios exclusive Patreon feed.
2: Exclusive.
0: Yes, as mentioned, this is the story of the chalk. And here, as always, is P.T. Calloway. Ahoy, uh, hoy. And also here, as always, is Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. Danny. Danny Rosewell and of course this is the podcast where we are diving into the chalkboard gags of the uh, Simpsons and finding the hidden episodes that were implied by those There's a causality <laughs> there if
1: he's had to write the thing, there hmm. must have
0: been the episode
2: then something must have happened an episode of Bart's life has occurred and we're here to figure out what that is to
0: balance those scales and BT we will start with you um, all right what let's is: go. your first chalkboard gag
2: uh, from Bart sells his soul. I am not a lean, mean spitting machine. Hmm. Ooh.
0: I, wow. I, I think yeah. he was trying to prove that he is a lean, mean spitting machine. Well, I mean, yes, but, yeah, yes.
2: But to who and for what purpose? To what end? Well, I, mean, I think this is, you know, very obviously he's seen all of Lisa's awards and he's like, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to focus on what I can do well, and that's spitting. Mm. And so he's been training like Rocky one through five, just getting ready to start spitting. Like okay. crazy, and they're like, "You have to stop!" And he's like, "No, you can't stop me. I'm a lean, mean spitting machine." He, that, he's always that's... been
0: depicted as being a pretty chubby, though. I think maybe that's the technicality they're getting him on. Look, so you, he's you've got, a got a bad streak. You're mean and you're spitting, but you've you got you a heart mean... of
1: gold. He's not a cold machine. Ah, oh, that's mm. true. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's not a spitting machine. Oh wow! You got to remember, you are human and also a little portly.
2: Yeah,
0: he was trying to be a spit manufacturer. Well, that's it. No, <laughs> here you go. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Bart, you're not a machine. Just, we're in a
1: capitalist society. <laughs> you're gonna
2: ruin the spinning industry.
1: You're just giving it away for
2: free. You're a boy.
1: <laughs> oh, this is silly. It's, it's it's a it's
2: a weird episode. But sometimes you got to go for like the you know alternatives, the the strange takes The three new worlds. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: All right, uh, Danny. Uh, what what have I got in my plate?
1: How do you spell my password?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's your mother's maiden name, uh and the last three digits of your pin.
1: Alright, so I've got twenty two nine. Is it twenty two nine or nine twenty two? I've got Donny Fatso.
0: Candy canes. Twenty two nine. <laughs> two nine. Season yep. twenty two, episode nine.
1: Oh, I'm starting on the high end. Mm. Um Donny Fatso. A- Candy canes are not elf bones. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Wow, now, Bart's spreading some conspiracies in this episode. Some some
2: dank conspiracies
0: too. I can really see him planting
1: evidence and it being like this Indiana Jonesy archaeology. No, they sort of did that with the angel thing. Never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if it's about him building little shrines to sacred objects like the bones in christianity i don't speak christianity
0: you like know, a holy relic holy relics and he's
1: for. passing off fake relics of santa's
0: <laughs> elves yeah uh so it's like santa Rhea but with more emphasis on christmas yeah it's yeah, like santa
2: well, gives you some gingerbread and says this is my body eat of this and believe in me gives oh you my some god i can't believe says, i
0: missed it and i even said santa ria <laughs> mm, mm, mm. yep. he's, he's like
1: when he loses his soul he starts having all this like guilt trip, seeing coal everywhere and Mm-hmm. I I don't really I mean, know hey, Santa
0: mythology enough to is, pull this off.
2: It is based off you know Saint Nicholas, so you've got the Saint Angle there. Um, saint yeah, car-
0: Angle round my yeah. neck.
2: Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, uh, this is what happens when I can't. You're not in slapping distance. Mm, um, but look, carrying around relics and like bones of, of holy people was you know a practice. You used to carry around a bag of Saint bones with you for some fucked reason. Uh, so look, I think you've got some, you've got some, there's something some, some, there, some ground there, yeah, yeah.
0: And like Bart's trying to, yeah, give them greater purpose and spin no, a he's dollar like, or something. Or? he's
2: like, okay, if I can't get into Santa's good graces by being a good kid, I can follow his ways and be like the devout, and surely I will receive gifts at
1: Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What does it mean to be good? I can be good yeah. at sales. I can be good at raking in the, at chumping these. People are making
2: sacrifices to, you know, Santa all the time. They're leaving out that those milk and cookies, mm. you know, the carrots for the reindeer. If What are these if not, you know, giving up food to a deity? That's it.
1: He's spreading the word. He's actually, you know, mm. he's he's preaching the gospel, the gospel
0: of St. Candy Cane. And damn that Nick. separation of school and state. Church and state. Yep. I know. Yep. Church no, and school.
2: School and whatever Santa
0: is, they're just like,
2: no, you cannot practice your... Brave new religion in our halls. <laughs> the man had to put
1: the foot down. Foot down. Yeah. There, oh, there and the- he starts preaching secret gospels, like hidden in corners. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they have little hand signs, and they could do a whole religious metaphor. Ugh, why? Why though? <laughs> it, why? Again, it's
2: high. It's high concept. Oh. <laughs> We've gone to a place. I know. Uh. I
0: know. <laughs> Elliot, what's your one? Uh, from season two, episode five, "Dancing homer I will not trade pants with others. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Pants swap. Uh, I mean, look, there's only one good reason you would not do this. Pubic lice.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the the eternal foe. The constant uh. nemesis. Well, good mm.
0: thing he doesn't have to worry about that because, yeah, it's constantly the reason that I don't swap pants freely in my in my adulthood. I could see it being like... You, you
1: know, you got to walk a mile on someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. um, Got to
2: trot a mile on someone like, else's pants. Yeah.
1: yeah, or it's like a Freaky Friday thing. You pants swap Ooh. into their lives. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: actually, The Simpsons are never Freaky Friday to anything, have they? They're probably due at this point. I don't
0: <laughs> think so. It is overdue. So. Wow. Fucking wow. 32 Halloween wow. Treehouse of Horrors. Well, I, I think the problem, hope the problem you're is rolling that... in your
1: pile of money Matt droning. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I think the inherent problem is it's not about the you know, horror aspects because, you know, it's just meant to be learning something about someone else. That said, uh body swap with like Sideshow Bob, maybe. Yeah. Whoa. That's actually getting very close to um. Free. What uh, thought they actually end up calling that movie? I can't, oh, the movie just called Freaky, which was originally titled Freaky Friday the Thirteenth, where someone body swaps with a serial killer. Oh, I, um, I do not remember that one. It is okay. I have some notes. See me after class.
0: <laughs> 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 and write and write this thirty times on the board. <laughs>
2: no, 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 not that. Just you know, you're not in trouble. I just I feel like you would benefit from some extracurricular
1: teaching. Sure. Um, yeah. and it's got to be a history of the traveling pants thing. Oh, Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, I Uh, like that angle, actually.
1: You know? Yeah, (laughs) he's like... wholesome and heartwarming.
2: Yeah, Milhouse is going to another school, and Bart's like, you need something to remember me by. Let's swap pants. (laughs) And then Milhouse gets in trouble in his new school because Bart has all this stuff in his pockets he forgot to take out, like firecrackers. Of
1: course! And, uh...
2: Bart has something of millhouses that causes shenanigans.
0: Glasses cleaner or something. <laughs> a horsey? Nay, hey, nay. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, yeah. My other idea was that it could be you know the dude that traded a, a, a paperclip up to a house. Oh yeah. So yeah, this was part of his plan to trade up in pants. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. okay. <laughs> You're on the pants step, and it got that, cut uh... off before it could get going. Cut off. Pant joke.
2: Yes. Mm. But that that house story has like a massive step where a county just wanted to be known as the one who gave him a house so they did.
3: Oh really? Well, you something I like mean that, he, at a
2: certain point it's got enough momentum that it sells itself. He does really itself. well. He gets to, like a jet ski or something and then someone's just like, "Ah, we'll give you a house. You've tried hard enough." It's like, <laughs> "No, that wasn't the, that wasn't the
1: heartwarming story." Anyway, <laughs> that's like how millennials can afford jobs in today's economy mm-hmm. and yeah, no
2: no 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 kids today.
1: That's it. Bootstraps, what? And then someone gave him a house. Mm. <laughs>
0: BT.
2: Uh, from the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, based Ooh. on, what is this, 10 uh, 2. So, season 10, episode 2. I'm assuming that's what, what those numbers mean. Yep. Uh, I will not file frivolous lawsuits.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. So, this is when <laughs> Lionel Hutz was still alive. Yeah.
2: What it sets up, we already know. He's filed a frivolous lawsuit. But about what?
0: well frivolous law suits so i think this was yeah, true plural multiple yeah what's buts buts at- about what is he suing the school or suing just anyone I will not file um,
1: frivolous lawsuits. Oh, this is about power corrupting. You know, mm-hmm. you learn about the power of threatening to sue, and then like yeah. the cafeteria um. lady drops your plate, and you're like, oh yeah, you you better watch whoa, out for a frivolous whoa, whoa, whoa. lawsuit. And then Miss Hoover's uh, looks at you the wrong way. Oh, you yeah. get an F. what? What's this F? Fri- F for frivolous? Yeah, you better <laughs> believe it is. And you know, it's emotional some, damage. Then he's walking around town like hot shit with his, like mm-hmm. hands over his holsters of. Frivolous lawsuits just ready to Twig, <laughs> itchy trigger his fingers yeah I'm not really sure how his up will come but someone's gonna call his bluff obviously and he'll realize that going to courts
0: crazy expensive and
3: mm-hmm.
0: and so this was his play deal
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: riding on the chalkboard as he's done 300 times already <laughs> it's not a strong finish
1: it's not a strong
0: finish but we can workshop that later
1: also Elliot 300 come on 700
2: hmm <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, well, <laughs> as we discovered in the first episode of Storyboard, the chalkboard... It's true. Surprisingly few episodes have ac- actually got the chalkboard gag. Mm. Fine. It's 555. All right. Danny. Oh, hey,
1: hi. Hey, how are you? Hey, hi. ho, whoa. Hey. Okay, so my one. Season yeah. 21, episode five. The Devil Wears Nada. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Nothing.
1: He no. curr- he's writing, <clears throat> I do not have the hots for my mom. Whoa! Uh, yeah. So okay. there's a creepy thing to kind of play with. Uh, I mean, the obvious ploy, like like go to, is Back to the Future. Maybe um, that's sort of the easiest <laughs> way to lean obvious. out of it. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Elliot uh, gets ev- it. Elliot's feeling it. Uh,
2: for everyone playing at home, Elliot is wearing the reflective baseball cap from Back to the Future Part Two.
0: It was got to given to me by our friend Tracy. Mm-hmm.
1: I believe it's called a ball cap.
0: <laughs> I
2: believe you're right uh, look, <laughs> I
0: sorry.
2: think this is uh, this This actually has a through line I'm going to follow here so Bart makes a bet with Milhouse and mm. uh, Bart's like oh you know you have to give me a lunch man I was saying like, Milhouse is like oh yeah well you have to get me a picture of your mom in her underwear and then Milhouse oh. wins and oh. so Bart has to like
1: and figure he gets out this scheme with a pick of his own mom's on well, no, it. I love let's it. Let's
2: go a little bit further because he's not entirely sure why this is working. So he just takes the photo, and then Milhouse doesn't. Then some other guy, like I don't know, Doff, is like, "Oh man, I'll stop beating you up if you. I can get a picture." And oh, then he's like, "Ah, oh, gonna start trading these uh, pictures out." And so it soon gets uncovered that Bart's just handing out pictures of Marge, dude. And the whole school too is far with the beaten it to
1: Marge. <laughs> let's,
2: let's not overthink the uh, full implications
1: oh. of this. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I. I I get it.
0: You know, Jesus Christ. You know, but, you know, I I get it. But that was his defense. Like, they're like, (laughs) they caught, but what if you got all these nudie pictures of Marge and he goes, uh, I have the hot No, no,
2: no. He's like, it's not what it looks like, and it's then it's not just what like, it looks like. Detention. Yeah. So, oh, never yeah.
0: rushed to judgment. Well, just to yeah. just to rule out incest, we're gonna punish you for being <laughs> or incest just, just anyway. To get I that swear, I'm not. Tr- oh my god. <laughs> also, just for context, this episode is the one where they uh try and ship, margin Flanders. Like they have an almost oh, kiss yeah. moment. Yeah. Fuck that sucks. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. It would
2: have to be the episode before uh, that this plot takes place. Ah, uh,
0: true, true. Uh,
1: okay. Hey, man, that started with a streetcar named Desire. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> streetcar named Marge. Streetcar named Marge? Yeah. A Marge named Desire. Yes, I pulled one off for finally. That was good. Yeah, yeah, you go back into Foley and replace that in every other failed attempt throughout (laughs) our friggin' 10 years of this.
2: And then send it to him so he can remix himself. (sighs) So I can jerk it later. (laughs)
0: It's a good drum roll, you know? Yeah. All right. From season Ellie. six, episode 10, Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy. <laughs> Marge. <laughs> uh, my homework was not stolen by a one armed man. Ah, okay. So I it's the fugitive th reference. Yeah. Yeah. It's dramatic. hmm. Um, maybe it was I mean yeah. Herman, Herman's in town I was about
2: to say we Herman's know... in town so Herman sees Bart doing his homework and it's like about I don't know the Vietnam War he's like oh I'll tell you how the Vietnam War really give me this garbage let's get let me tell you what it was really
0: like oh yeah uh, he, he's stolen because he's no 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 no, no. Uh? you can't
1: publish this
2: it's redacted
0: yeah. <laughs> he takes it back
1: <laughs> Let me tell you the real story. Oh, I didn't realize I didn't give you permission to publish this. You can't publish these. Oh. These are all insider I secrets. I like it. I you like know. it
2: because Bart's looking for, you know, uh, and- uh, Someone to interview goes to Herman, yeah. who's never actually been to war, as we find out. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, um, whoa. No, we don't have to find that out. Oh, I, mean, no, I think
2: be... that's on a previous episode, isn't it? That he um, lost his arm waving that'd his hand out the window or something. for the end. Yes!
1: Yes! Okay, so, okay. No, so, no, like... But
2: he wants to be a big shot to the kids, so he makes up this whole story,
1: and then he knows mm. Bart's going to hand in, and then steals it back. And Bart's like, whoa, hey man, that's my A writing right there. You can't go t- you Herman... take that. And Herman's all like, I don't care.
0: <laughs> yes. These are national yes. secrets. They're secrets for a reason.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The alter alternate is Herman was and told him a bunch of secrets that he wrote down, mm. and then he's got to get them back if we want to have like you know give Herman a dark past.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: sure. I mean, even if he it's even if it it's it's all lies. It's lies that he's saying is the truth. You know.
2: Yeah. And That's... in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. <sighs> I'm Leonard Nimoy.
0: Ah. <sighs> all right, Leonard. Uh, what's next? (laughs)
2: Uh, from, uh, season 20, episode 12, Alone Again Naturally. Sorry, No Alone Again Naturally. I will not have fun with educational toys.
1: Ew.
3: (laughs) 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 Not gonna lie, that's where I went first
2: as well. But,
3: (laughs) PG-rated show. (laughs) With the,
1: okay step one what are educational toys well I'm that's gonna go- I was trying I
0: need, to think I, like is he I need to an fucking idea I'm gonna google rock, it Speak and spell and speak or something
1: like, I'm gonna google it and see what the first hit is Scrabble is an educational toy anything's an educational
0: it I mean I mean anything's you play educational GTA. if you use it right if my, f- my, first,
2: my first hit is meditate Mate monkey. It's a monkey that helps you meditate. I think. Okay. 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 okay.
0: I suppose meditation. You know, um, learn a higher. I don't know. Uh, You're actually
1: um, actually meditation is the process of learning not to think. It's actually the mm. opposite of an education. Alright. Yeah. It's like the uh, antimatter okay. of education.
3: Mm. Uh,
2: what I'm mostly getting is a lot of like uh, preschooler toys. You know, uh, stacking, mm. putting, putting. Square pegs through square holes, and as uh, you do, which where do they putting, go, putting numbers into various you know slots that look like the numbers, you know Ooh, those
3: yeah. kind of things. Yeah, there, busy boards that, and so forth.
0: There's that ring run one that's on the pole, and like the rings yeah. are like yeah. uh, different sizes as they go up. Oh, you know the classic! That is called
1: the Towers of Babel, something like that. Towers of something.
0: Maybe Bart tried to fuck the rings. <laughs> okay, why? Stay away it, from why do fucking... you
1: always go there, man? <laughs> oh
0: wait. Yeah. What was the chalkboard gag again? Like, <laughs> I, <already> <laughs> <should>.
1: <laughs> I will not have
2: fun with educational toys. Not, I will not fuck educational toys. I will toys. not have fun with fun. them.
1: Oh, these, yeah. are to- these toys aren't for fun, they're for learning. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and uh, Principal Chalmers and Superintendent Seymour are so <laughs> caught up in this whole, oh, these are for learning, don't enjoy these toys, that this, it's like um, they start a rebel uprising that's all learning is fun, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's cool to school. And then they get to the end and they're like, wait a second. Look at us. We're like, we're cool to schooling it. What, what are have we become? S- what if we, we're an ad campaign. <laughs> oh, and... Then, you know, they, they look out and click, 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 click and Superintendent Seymour are all pocketing high five, I mean, dollar bill. High five dollar bill. Um, um. Uh,
2: that's totally a rap name, by the way. High five dollar bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and no it was their the plan technique. all along.
1: They tricked the kids into selling school mm. to themselves, bro. Yeah.
2: It was like
0: an Ocean's Eleven.
1: Sting all along. That's yeah, you see how it all came together.
0: A fucking education heist. That's next level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mind. I like, it. I like mind it. heist. Title of
1: the episode. Hundred
0: <laughs> mm. uh, percent. Shag, what you got? Me?
1: Me? <clears throat> well, you really throwing me under the bus here. I mean, I just like, I just pooped gold for you, right, right there yeah. in front of our viewing public. I so you just have gold. to speak.
2: You don't have to create.
1: Nah. you just, you can just say this one. Well, this one is season four, episode nine. It is a classic. A timeless mm. classic. Mm. This episode is titled Mr. Plow. In case you don't know that one, that's the one where Mr. Uh, plows. The What's his name? That name again? Danny Rosewell.
2: <laughs> Danny, Danny Rosewell.
1: Anyway, uh chalkboard gag is <clears throat> a burp is not an answer.
0: Mm. It is sometimes
1: it depends what the question is can you burp
2: it's a fair one
0: makes me think of
1: like that debate with magnitude mm. pop pop pop, <laughs> pop.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: debate with magnitude and leonard on uh community yes hmm i think what we have here is a simple uh misunderstanding like something is, is functionally wrong with bart he was unable to stop burping and wow. yet he is being punished for it. So maybe he has uh ah. consumed too much buzz cola or yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, it's a
1: it's a it's a terrible circumstances thing. he mm-hmm. He's Drink. got a bit of acid reflux.
2: Yeah, and it's like you don't understand. I was once like you, a normal child and able to speak, he, but now
1: it is only burps. He thought he was taking some like Pepto-Bismol, but they were but but they were Mentos and then he's been drinking <laughs> Pepsi yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, he tried to do the Mentos uh, Diet Cola Challenge. Oh, and yeah. Instead just, just, uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Swallowed it and instead of like exploding, it's just quietly. I've constantly. never thought is about every...
0: that. Has anyone like tried to and drink? Like, surely they have tried, but does it? I'm pretty don't... sure they have. The... I think their the horrific have not corpses been
3: fun. <laughs> splatter
2: the
1: walls of their apartment blocks. It's disgusting. <laughs> don't try it at home,
3: kids. <laughs>
0: CSI investigation is just like, my God, the stomach and the intestines are everywhere. Wait a minute. Yeah. Little Mentos.
1: It is too graphic for you to listen to us yeah. talking about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's
1: how far removed you want to be from this one. Even haikus
2: about it are too graphic. <laughs> so let's not make any.
3: Mm.
0: I will point out, just for the meta as well, it is funny, like, the early season chalkboard gags, actually, yeah, one have a lot more to do with actual school and mm-hmm. or something that would feasibly happen to a 10-year-old and be punished <laughs> for, and... They are also very quaint and charming in their own little small yeah. little uh, yeah. early yeah. seasons of Simpsons way. Oh,
1: much like yeah. French cinema. The 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 best stories are the simple stories,
3: mm. uh,
0: and oui. uh, I mean, yeah, to go with simplicity as well. There is nothing funnier than when you know teacher asks the kid, you know, what's the capital of uh, Washington State, and they answer with a burp. That is just some fucking killer. Ge- yeah, that that sound. Mm. Just in case you haven't heard one at home. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you uh, all know what burping sounds like. <laughs> it felt like he was setting us
1: up for, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Alright, <laughs> uh, so from Season 11, Episode 5, E-I-E-I Annoyed Grunt. This actually changed pretty well from the last one. You I did not win the Nobel Fart Prize. <laughs> 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 or maybe it's no- n- Noble, not Nobel.
1: Mm. The noble fart press. What a noble fart.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I'm trying to think, like, what does a dignified flatulence sound like? No, no
1: it literally sounds like the first part of that. Ha ha.
0: <laughs> mm. Sorry, did Indeedly. you laugh? No, I farted.
1: So this one to me, I mean, seems pretty straight, f- straight, like... Uh, you get caught in your own web of lies thing. Like a small, a small lie to a, a, cl- a mm-hmm, schoolmate mm-hmm. Uh, ends up with like the teachers presenting him in front of the whole town as the kid who's <laughs> won a Nobel Prize because Chinese whispers have worked its way up and up and up, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he gets he gets in front on on onto the stage in front of the world before he realizes that there's Nobel prizes in different disciplines, and so he's already up there when they finally ask him the fatal fatal question, which is, "What did you get a Nobel Prize in?"
0: <laughs> uh, fart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we can have just a slam cut to the blackboard. Really.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Episode over. Yep. Yeah. All right.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah BT. <laughs>
2: So I'm still thinking about like, could he have cured some kind of problem through the power of fart? But uh, I don't know. That's 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 another thing entirely. Uh, Let's see. He sets it up like
0: that as well. Is yeah, my (laughs) for lack of a better disease right now, my fart cures COVID. It's just well, I mean, you have to take a swab test, but my ass is going to be in front of you.
2: There's that episode of South Park where uh, Kenny explodes because here. he um, has been holding in his farts because of his new girlfriend. Uh, so then everyone starts farting a lot, but then they realize that's, you know, destroying the ozone layer. So they're like, no, no, everyone just wait until it's funny. Yeah, And that's yeah. their solution. But it's been done. South Park did it. Yeah. So, yes, we also have then uh, season 20, episode 14, in the name of the grandfather, Four Leaf Clovers are not mutant freaks.
0: Damn! How Bart do you get was... in
2: trouble for this?
0: Mm. But like you know, no one could be offended on behalf of a plant. But Bart was going particularly hard that day.
1: Well, I feel that there's going to be someone who's who was fortunate enough to be born with a sixth toe or something mm-hmm. <laughs> that is real that's really feeling the butt of this joke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't, turn it in, I can't turn it into... Yes! Ooh. This episode is about Krabappel's secret 11th toe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Would it be a 6th or an 11th? Great
1: question. Sure.
2: Depends Kurt how Sons. many feet she has. It'd be the ninth, I guess.
0: <laughs> it was the 11th toe on the third foot. 7th the- <laughs> <laughs> son
2: of 7th son. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I, they're all just out, you know... St. Patrick's Day or something, looking for four-leaf clovers. Someone finds one, but makes the quip, and Kuroppel is deeply offended. He keeps him back after school. He's like, "But what's the big deal?" And I don't know. Her shoe falls off. It's oh, pretty hard oh, to get oh, to see oh, someone's
1: feet. No way. <laughs> because no one will ever believe you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. All right, Shaq, what you got? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, please, you can edit out me laughing at myself. That's pretty... pretty nah. Silly. Raw that footage is good.
0: That's the <laughs> Patreon crowd. This is what they pay for. All right, all right.
1: So my mm-hmm. one is season one, episode 12, Krusty gets busty. That's the one where he gets a job.
2: Does anyone hear me complaining
1: about the breasts?
0: <laughs> you know what's funny is on this Patreon podcast where BT reviews the episodes that he missed the first time on the mm-hmm. index... Jag, I don't know if you've heard the show. You're not a subscriber on Patreon, so I don't think so. Uh, But at the end of each episode, we use Dice to decide what we're doing next week. And Mm -hmm. we made that joke when we decided on the episode. And then the next week when we recorded it, we also made that (laughs) same joke again. (laughs) Anyway, so Patreon subscribers.
2: Uh, They're they're very tired of that joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you'll expect
2: to hear it a
1: few more times. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I could do better. (laughs) um <laughs> it's not our fault that busted sounds like busty look Come it's, on. Off the, it's off the cup of the dome and it rhymes with crusty it's mm-hmm. like it's hard not to say it
0: and it naturally yeah, it's like, leads into do you hear me complaining about the breasts it's a very oh. good bit yeah Shaq yeah. no, i
1: th- Shack nailed it it's hard, it's hard knockers to th- talk about it i mean not to
0: talk yay <laughs> hey, <it>. this
1: guy <laughs> all right so the chalkboard is they are laughing at me not with me
0: oh okay yeah this is kind of sad. This is Isn't a harsh
2: it? lesson to
1: have someone write up on the wall.
0: It's one wow. about
1: his, his, you know how now and then his f- penchant for prankery like escalates him mm-hmm. to glory. There's like schoolyard glory, and then there's like news reporter glory, and then suddenly he's like yep. skateboard at the top of the of the j- chasm glory. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Except this time, it's for like. Him being jackass—it's a jackass mad metaphor, All where right. they keep doing. He keeps doing stupider and stupider stunts for the praise because he keeps getting bigger and bigger laughs, mm-hmm. but doesn't realize that he's just completely just. Aristocratsing himself like Elliot's episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: but no, it's the classic, yeah, jumping Springfield Gorge, admirable, yet dangerous, whereas like mm-hmm. eating worms or off porridge or yeah, something.
2: that's what I think. He's uh, gone viral for being the kid who will eat anything. Yeah. He's getting all the popularity, but then he overhears, you know, people talking about how sad it is this and pathetic and ha-ha laughing at of it. Fucking piece
1: shit, sad, sad and, case. Yeah. Well, They probably wouldn't say that, would and, they? Not in a and Simpsons that's, episode.
2: that's the stinger. He he doesn't he doesn't have detention tension. He did this to himself. He went to that room and said, the only wow. way I learn is if I write it down 40 Whoa. times. Fuck, that's and a new walks Whoa. Whoa. And walks in and is all like, oh, Bart, don't you understand? I have more than one- the regular amount of toes. Uh.
1: <laughs> Beads, you, you hit me in the heart fields. You got me, bro. Yeah, wow. you should have never told
2: me where your heart was. And now I can wow. hit it whenever I
1: want. Let me tell you about the. But did it feel like a Simpsons episode? <laughs>
0: oh. oh, that's yeah. powerful. That is a new wrinkle to consider. Sorry, I shouldn't be eating on the podcast. <laughs> Excuse Elliot. me. That was just a bit of ice. Oh, oh just my a bit God. Of ice.
1: Crystal meth <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs>
2: And he's eating it. My gosh. <laughs> chewing was, it like gum. How Dear
0: else
1: do
3: you God.
0: expect me to keep the energy for a whole thirty-minute podcast?
1: <laughs> well, look, then, it's it's your turn for an episode. You better snort a line of them what uh, crystals? Uh, realign piecicles. them chakras. I don't know how to do crystal <laughs> jokes.
0: Please, uh, I, I'm a classy. I do cocaine, no sugar. Um, yeah,
1: it's a
2: it's <laughs> a. Uh, Damn, it was close. No. Ah, uh, something about crystal meth and then like crystal chandelier, like a meth chandelier. But I didn't, ha- I didn't put it together in time. Anyway, Elliot,
0: that feels like a modern Cletus joke. Yeah, true. They come into yeah, they strike oil in their backyard and say, "No, we can afford a crystal meth chandelier." <laughs> yeah, yeah well,
2: almost, almost.
0: <laughs> there we go. Not only pitching episodes based on the chalkboards, just pitching more episodes. Just pitch it. That cool one's time. a freebie. Pitches, mm. pitches, pitches. Season twenty-two, episode thirteen: The Blue and the Gray. One mm. of our uh, stars of the pit. I mm-hmm. will not make fun of Cupid's Dink. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Now, uh Dink normally is an acronym for dual income no kids. Yep. <laughs> so, Cupid's
2: just pulling that double money and he and his missus have decided not to, you know, have more Cupids.
0: Yep. Uh, which is
2: which is Psyche, I believe, is Cupid's lover in the in the myths. Wow.
0: Well, oh, yeah. shit. Right. Yeah. They they they're just happy being a couple. They've got everything they need,
2: I guess. I mean, that's what we're being learned. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. Back to the actual episode. Um, <laughs> all right, he's making fun of Cupid's dink. <laughs>
1: Um, it's clearly going to be about they go to an art gallery and yeah. he's making fun of the statues and then his pants drop and he's got a tiny penis and everyone in the class sees it. And they're all like, whoa, you can't <laughs> talk. Bartle baby Cupid. penis. Baby penis. <laughs> Look at the size of your dink.
2: And then Mrs. is like, don't worry about I have extra toes. And they yep. start calling him <laughs> Bart
1: the Fink with the tiny dink. Yep, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you've gone somewhere. I'm not sure it's <laughs> episode. Well, you I thought Cupid was already always depicted as wearing a nappy all the time.
2: And hung like dude, a dude. Nappies <laughs> weren't invented
0: yet. All <laughs> oh, right.
2: No, that's why you have to, they have to go to an art museum because that's where you'll get like statues and paintings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, are you saying this? man guess. penis.
3: <laughs> what? No, no. What?
2: Cupid, the actual. Fig, Cupid is only a tiny baby in like the fucking you know Valentine's Day versions. In like Wait, the actual hang on. Greek, on. Greek of myth, cherubs. Thinking yes, you're thinking of cherubs, which also don't look like that.
0: Oh right, so cherubs
1: are actually terrifying.
0: So there's an adult Cupid. Yeah, he's yeah. more
1: like um, Cupid's like a um, oh Philip Seymour I Hoffman type. <laughs> <laughs> in a so with, with a bow and arrow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I mean, and now I'm picturing it, and it's
0: fucking rest, rest in peace to uh, Philip Seymour oh, Hoffman. But, God uh,
1: bless, God bless you,
3: Hoffman. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do just the idea of an art gallery like advertising themselves as uncensored nudes, you
2: know. I do actually really like that. <laughs> they're so desperate for ticket sales, they're just like come and see it all. <laughs> yes. What's behind um, those fig leaves? Ooh. They do a
1: TV campaign. And it's like Sunday, Sunday.
0: <laughs> Get Link. your art, art, art.
1: What's making Lisa mood? Oh.
0: She's not oh. even wearing a smile, or is or she? Or eyebrows.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, no, I mean, I do remember going on a high school field trip to the art gallery, and we were like, like people from the before now times like were extra uncircumcised. Like A lot of these what? things just have so much foreskin, you feel like they added onto them rather than chopped it off. That well, was
2: really it- the challenge in sculpting, <laughs> was adding as much foreskin as possible. <laughs> It was very hard to sculpt. Lots of little folds to get in there. So
0: oh, I've got all this marble that'll just go to
2: waste. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how one artist was able to gauge another's work. Like, dude, have you seen how well he does foreskins? I like, mean, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that. the 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 penis is flaccid and unappealing, but that
0: foreskin, <laughs> rigid and callous, like a good Renaissance <laughs> stick. <laughs>
1: It's eroticizing, it's sensualizing, it's romanticizing. Uh,
2: I get, I, yeah, that's the episode. I don't know what out of that uh, it becomes a storyline, but fuck it, it's funny enough as it is.
1: Yep. Also, Peter Dinklage is in it somewhere
2: as the voice of Cupid. Yeah.
1: I will not make fun of Cupid's dink. Yes, it's gotta. Be. It's about the dink. It's gotta be about the yeah. dink. I'm oh, sorry,
2: we've got it. It's it's the, the the museum having its you know uncensored exposition, which yeah. is oh. pretty much just art. That's yeah. hilarious by itself. And then Bart sees Cupid's dink and starts making fun of it. And they're like, Bart, you'll respect the erotic art.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not. Yeah, it's not comedy. It's not sex play. And it's then,
2: art. and then when they put up like the Valentine's Day Cupids that are just adorable cherubs, he's like, that is totally inaccurate. Yeah. he's a full-grown man with half a grown dink. So Peter
1: Dinklage, they hire Peter Dinklage <laughs> to be Cupid because the because he's a person of reduced stature, um, yeah. and then like Bart's making fun of Peter di- of Cupid's junk, and Peter's just like, "Oh yeah, really?" and just whips it out and just rolls <laughs> down <laughs> thump 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 thump. <laughs> That's why you don't make fun of the dink of Cupid's dink. <laughs>
2: Now you learn that big things come in small packages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, come soon to a cinema near you. Big oh, what? Small
2: packages come with big things. There we go. Uh,
1: <clears throat> sorry.
2: We'll get our minds out of the gutter for a moment. No, we won't. I just, re- I just read the next thing. From <laughs> uh, season two, episode 13 Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment, I will not make flatulent noises in class. <laughs> Ooh. This is
1: so, a bad
0: much like the bad boy of the 90s. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: A burp uh, is not an
0: answer. Now, mm. but I hope you don't have a repeat of last time when I asked <laughs> you what the capital of Washington State is and you burped at me. No, ma'am. <laughs> so, what's the <laughs> capital of Montreal?
2: <laughs> that was all, that's still a burp. It was a very farty burp, though, I gotta say. Pitch shifted mm. down? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Farts are just pitched down burps. Wake up, sheep. <laughs> I mean, they're pitched way down. <laughs>
2: Below the belt. Mm,
0: yeah. It's, I mean, we've seen part to the whole armpit noise yeah. rotating class before. Yeah. This yeah. is the origins of that, I guess.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, there's not much Gee. fun to be had with this one because really. it's very straightforward <laughs> what, what could have happened. Oh,
0: oh, oh, no, he's
1: like, you know how Mr. Bean in church tries to eat the lolly? Yeah, yeah. he's got it in his hand like the chewing gum or something and and suddenly the national anthem and everyone stands up and he sticks his hand on his and suddenly his hand's glued Ah. to his armpit and Ah. he's desperately making farting noises trying to pull his armpit out of his his hand out of his Mm -hmm. the the president the the vice president walks in and everyone's like what are you doing it's the national Uh, I'm running out of steam
2: <laughs> so, okay I, I do quite like it. Uh my alternate pitch is going to be uh some new kid in class has learned to like instead of throwing their voice throw their fart sounds. Wow. And so they're like framing it's like it's like a it
1: powers
2: me. And then he's you know talks to the kid later is like that's some amazing power. How do you do that? And he's like let's go prank this city and they prank together and something happens shenanigans they drink lemonade
1: they all learn a lesson. Oh they do the big like uh, handshake from Predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dylan, yet- you son of a bitch! see yeah, he got you pushing too many pencils. Yep. <laughs> Come on, that, that was the a awesome and... Oh
0: wait, yeah, the people. No, it was a good. That was the little fart noise, but it was from my hands. That one.
2: Yeah, it was from his hand. Him handshaking himself.
3: <laughs> Which is <sighs> the yeah. most? Like, you can you get still
1: got eyes. it, and the other guy's like, "That wasn't. That
0: wasn't ventriloquism."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Single yes! tear. Alright,
0: <laughs> all right. I think we got an episode Yeah, put enough pressure on rocks <laughs> to get diamonds There we go uh, Jack, what do you got?
1: Um, okay, Krusty gets busty uh, Here we go, season 25, episode 3 Four regrettings and a funeral How many variations of that Friggin' one mm-hmm. f- film oh, title yeah. Have they done?
2: They've got some they really just like to repeat
1: Take my wife, please, for example
0: I think Mona Lisa oh, is their shit, number one. shit, man,
1: I know you know what's coming, Elliot Because you put this together
0: Mm-hmm. No, I got drunk when I put this together, so I specifically yes. wouldn't remember.
1: Damn. Okay. <laughs> Good okay. planning. Okay. Well, let me hit you with this, guys. Mm-hmm. Season twenty-five, episode three. Four regrettings in a funeral. Chalkboard. will really miss you, Mrs. K. Aww. Oh
0: yeah, that one. I'll let you feel this, Bon Elliot. Oh, this is the episode that aired after Marsha Wallace died. Yep. You, so-
2: gonna, pitch? you gonna pitch me? I don't think we can, out of respect. I think we gotta we gotta keep it I mean, we never see Mrs. Krabappel. She is canonically dead, I believe. Yeah. Uh so this is the heartbreaking episode where um I don't know, so I don't even want to speculate. Something takes her down and let's uh just be, be honest and respectful
1: about it, kids. Yeah.
0: Well no, I mean yeah. you brought up before that, you know, but um could sometimes he's not being punished. He's just doing this to himself. That and-
1: was such a <clears throat> hit,
0: man. You got me <clears throat> in the fucking feels, dude. Oh, so this was another one. He turned up to school one day. His teacher wasn't there. And mm-hmm. this one's this... for you. Yeah. How else does
2: he process it? Instead of pouring 40 out on the curb, he writes 40 up on the wall.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Dude, I feel I feel it so much. Yeah. Oh, oh man. That
3: was
2: an excellent mm-hmm. turn of phrase. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. I thought of it halfway through. I'm very
0: happy it landed. <laughs> All right. swish. So, uh, and now to get... um. Go from something really wholesome and nice uh, to mm-hmm. Season 9, Episode 5. Everyone is tired of that Richard Gere story. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, mm. you've heard it once, you've heard it a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the R- one where right. in Pretty Woman, they didn't plan for him to snap the box shot on Julia Roberts? He just did it?
2: Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Moving on. Oh, and no, that got I the natural was...
1: reaction. Isn't he the one with the... um? hamster story with 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 the you know the um, gerbil story
2: he's he's hung like a cherub you know what no (laughs) (laughs) i'm just calling back to avoid the real issue yes this is the you know hamster story i think we all know this yep uh i mean also richard guinea is canonically in the simpsons at the buddhist temple oh yeah Um, so he's a buddhist yep so uh you know bart finds out he's there and starts giving him shit about this story, and he's like, I'm so sick of this. I know I'm a Buddhist, and I'm meant to let this roll off my back, so I'm just going to forgive you, Bart. And then Bart's like, ha, huh, I can tell this story as much as I want, and no one's going to get mad at me. And so he just starts going out, dropping yeah. flyers, and doing, like, door
1: by door. Hi,
2: have
0: you I've heard got about got <laughs> <laughs> Richard when- Gere?
1: has endorsed endorses this message.
0: Yeah, I'm here from the R- Richard Gears witnesses, and yeah.
2: <laughs> have you
0: heard the good news?
2: Uh, no, it's and he's like, and Lisa's getting angry and angry. like Bart, you need to leave this man alone. He's he's trying to you know not turn the other cheek, but whatever the v- Buddhist version of that is, <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, he's you know trying to be all zen and 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 l- let yeah. it be or whatever. Yes, and. That's that's causing a divide between then and then she finds out something about him and starts spreading it around and I don't know, something. Conclusions. Ah.
0: <laughs> Alright, I think it's time for one more round. BT, what are you? Got? Um
2: so season twenty-one, episode twenty-two, The Bob Next Door. Batman is not, quote, nothing without his utility belt. <laughs>
1: Oh mm. great This mm. is definitely another one where a school year fight Escalates so much that teachers have to step in And take a side It's like Sophie's Choice but with a different ending
2: Yeah but then it escalates to like the faculty room And they're debating it
1: Yes. Uh, you know,
2: the science teachers are like, look, none of these chemical things he has make any goddamn sense. He's, he already basically doesn't have it. It's it's a bunch of bullshit. And the phys ed teacher's like, no, you can do it all with just a dodgeball bombardment.
3: Yeah, because uh, he, he, yes. he, he
0: also trained with Raja Ghul. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't learn nothing from um, the white karate sensei. I think
1: yep. uh, it's it's got to start out small. It's got to start out just like Skinner saying, "Well, I think it's obvious that we can say that Bart's science is silly." And then one of the teachers is just like, "Well, actually, I don't think it is that simple we can just say that." Excuse me. And yep. the teacher next to him is like, "Well, hey, I don't think you can just go there on record and make a yep. public statement." To, and the guy next to him and suddenly they're mm-hmm. punching and swearing and like yeah. this chairs goes flying.
2: The debate team is now overcome with it, and then the whole <laughs> town is slowly beginning to argue, and then eventually in true Simpsons fashion, they decide to blame the person that started this all, which is Bart. And so he zero. gets attention. He gets attention. The but then again, this is this is Then Adam West arrives. Ooh. Mm. And then Christian Bale arrives and they start fighting. And then the Hulk <laughs> jumps in. And it's all
3: Rah!
1: and then Luke Skywalker's all pew pew pew. pew, pew. Oh yeah, no, of course. Adam West and Christian Bale can't like agree on whether Batman's cool or not, like smart or not. <laughs> I I mean he's sexy, but he's never been. He Who ha!
0: That's my I I can't I can't add him the Pure Wests. West. Pure West. Oh, that gives me an idea for uh a bit later. Um, yeah,
2: the trouble is the with that is that this what he's writing on the chalkboard is an answer. It's not part of the debate. He is writing down Batman is not nothing without his utility belt. So he's been proven wrong, or at least forced to say he's wrong in some degree.
1: Mm. So it's going to end with the whole town backing him against a wall. And he's like in a circle of like pitchforks and flaming torches. Mm.
2: And he picks up the chalk, hand trembling, and just starts to write. Yeah. And that's what causes the peace.
1: Wow. Mm. Jack. (laughs) But dogs can look up. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I can do one more. Let me hit you with this. Let me hit you with some of these babies. Mm-hmm. Let me hit you with a taste of this. All right, this one is season five, season six. So it looks like a five until you kind of squint. Season six, <laughs> episode twenty-four, "Lemon of Troy." Chalkboard, chalkboard gag. The chalkboard gag says, "God damn it." The chalkboard gag. The chalkboard gag says the First Amendment does not cover burping. There's a lot of burps in these. Yes. Wow. The First Amendment does not. B- so it's like a freedom of speech thing, is it? Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: okay. sure,
1: sure. But that's that's kind of deep
2: because what, what, what is defined as speech? mm you know, normally it would be whatever whatever you say. So, but if a burp is coming from your mouth, is it? And it's not words. Are you still saying it? And someone can burp talk. How dare
1: you stifle me? How dare you? How dare you, sir? Mm-hmm. We got to do like a twenty-one-twelve, like the resistance gathering yeah. underneath the school. People just you know, burping in, in circles with like, can we really do it? <gasps> oh, Patrick yeah. Swayze and Footloose.
2: <laughs> Patrick guess. Swayze in Footloose. Is oh, it Swayze? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You're thinking of um, Dirty, Dirty dancing. dancing. Kevin Bacon's in
1: Footloose. Ah, uh, that's right. Kevin Bacon in Footloose. The mm-hmm. you know how he dances? Yeah, dances his, his rebellion into the old folks, into the yep. hearts of the people. Yeah.
0: When yes.
1: The, when
2: uh, and they burped
0: uh, in the street. Burped in the street, I think. Yeah, and when he's quoting were... the Bible, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and love, lovejoy could be all. Burps are the devil's voice coming from deep inside you.
0: No, no. <laughs> the kids were all like, "Bap, bap, bap." Well, I guess that's it. It comes from the same place as his words, you know, the mm-hmm. air and the throat and whatnot. Um, yep. Why, why isn't burps protected under thre- free speech?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the question here. If you want to burp, surely somehow, one is allowed. I'm genuinely kind of curious if that would count.
1: Being <laughs> admitted as evidence in the court. It's going to end mm-hmm. up like his burp gets recorded as a co- in the court of law somehow.
2: Yeah, ends up in the Library of Congress as, you know, an important work of art.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's like one of those things like you can't ever spell the sound of a fart same with a burp but like it becomes a nightmare for the stenographer I don't know how to (laughs) write this I love it I love it just just listening to it
2: over and over like is that a P-H-B-R-T or a -A (laughs) (laughs) P-B-A-R-H-T
1: it's more of a blore. Ah, now we're bringing L's into it shit yeah and, and it it's like to call to my wife and tell like, her I won't be home. It's got to end with the stenographer's paper b- it being like sent into Indiana
0: Jones' warehouse and like filed away <laughs> and forgotten about. Top <laughs> men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally we have oh god, um, in season nineteen, episode thirteen, the debarted. Mm-hmm. The art teacher is fat, not pregnant.
1: Ooh. whoa! He
0: accused uh. the teacher of being
2: pregnant. Yeah, and she's like, no, Bart, I am merely obese.
1: Mm. It's a male teacher. <laughs> it's Orson Welles. Let's undermine some tropes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at least he's not performing voodoo on her.
2: Yeah, that's a nice change. Mm. Okay, why is he getting in trouble for circulating that she's she's pregnant?
1: Uh, um, Bart's getting stocking up on... Bart gets caught stocking up on hot towels and, you know... Yeah. Catches a, the a, art teacher for his own prank, and he, th- he uses the art teacher as an excuse. Oh no, it's because the art teacher is about to give birth. Uh, no, the art teacher is just fat. Also, it's a man. Um, <laughs> what are these? What are these wet towels? And I don't know what people need for wet for for for, for weddings. He's in his and That's
2: why he's just grabbing a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah. Look,
2: like if someone yells, I'm having a baby right now, and you don't know what to grab other than wet towels, you'll just start bringing stuff. You'll be like, I got this baking tray, this rubber duck. Uh, I'm not sure what you need. A pot plant? Um,
0: I got these educational toys, which I promise not to have fun with for when the baby comes out.
2: Yeah. Babies love yeah. toys. Uh, I got some
1: duct tape.
0: Uh, dunno. For your ducting, it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> that's that one. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, that uh, looks like uh, the timers <laughs> clocked us in for this week's edition of Story of the Trash. Oh, had shit. some fun, killed some time. Uh, thank you once again, out there, uh, you heroes on Patreon.
1: Today's show is brought to you by the letter U, because without you, where would you be?
0: And yes, we couldn't spell uh, heroes without you. And <laughs> by you, I mean the heroes spelled with a U <laughs> Um, can heroes so, so I don't know Because I uh, made you guys do Various Batman uh, last episode uh, How about you guys take it in turns Making me do an impression Or something um, oh, How good is your zero yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Let's see On the main quest here I have Grant Prusi. Mm-hmm. Well done <laughs> Thank you bad, for being a bad. patron
2: How's your uh, Al Pacino
0: Oh, 16 ounce <laughs> mouse. What a great ass. And a great <laughs> hero.
1: So good. So uh, good. Yeah. Can you do it <laughs> Williams?
0: Oh, Philip Wolf. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Philip Wolf, I would need to fill up my car, not with wolves. Oh,
2: yes. <laughs> oh, my freaking lord. Yeah. Beach, Tim. can we get some Jim Carrey?
0: Oh, Tim Barlathon. Uh, he d- <laughs> Tim Terry doesn't have a list. Tim Burleson, stop me from thanking you for being a patron this month. Ah, <laughs> oh, beautiful, oh, beautiful, delightful. Uh, yeah. What about go you know,
1: with a big bushy beard? Um, Brian Blast, Brian blessed
0: Ah, Stephanie, <laughs> this is more of the tick, isn't it? <laughs> ah, that is a great tick, though. It
2: ticks good. It ticks good.
0: <laughs> oh uh, fuck! Get- How do you do an English accent? Um, uh trumpets. Trying- yeah, tea and crumpets, Definitely, It's still American. Yeah. Mm. The other yeah. English. BT. <laughs> uh,
2: let's get some Queen Elizabeth if we can.
0: Patrick Law, I'm sending <laughs> you the most dearest of thanks. And you, uh, I'm also the name of a ship. So if you, BT, if you meant me to say, do an impression of the ship, this is what that sounded like. <laughs> <Hulk>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, why
2: wasn't this just the show? Man, I was gonna ask for the QE2,
1: but now that's done. Yeah.
3: Oh
0: shit. We got three more. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I can I get oh can I get Steve Buscemi? Uh Daily James Young, DJ Y. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really expressing with my teeth here. Oh, I don't know yeah. really how to do the voice, but I feel like you start with the teeth and you just go from there.
2: Mm. Uh can I get some Getty Lee?
0: You from the edge of the galaxy?
1: Yeah. Yes. And finally, <laughs> what about Freddie Mercury?
0: Oh, Paul godman you're looking lovely tonight. Ah, uh, oh, we're going to rock it. No, oh, we're going to rock it tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so good at British.
3: Yeah.
2: It's like Freddie Mercury after forty pints.
1: <laughs> oh shit! It's like Freddie Mercury in Blur. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I do want to hear Song 2 by Blur through Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, that's been uh, the story of the chalk. Once again, thank you, heroes. Sorry for whatever that was. but <laughs> I think we Loans. had some fun tonight. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you, Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. Danny. Danny Rosewell.
0: And thank you, BT Calloway. BT Calloway. He's Danny Rosewell. <laughs> and I'm not Danny Rosewell. I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Good night. That's all the chalk in the board. And that was the story of the chalk.
1: Time to river, and ate the whole fork.
0: Wasn't that funny, kids? Or more like, what the hell was that? Anyway. Now, for the second exclusive podcast I'm going to share today, it's called... DVD in And on this show, BT and myself review the Simpsons DVD box set bonus features. And today I'm going to share the podcast where we reviewed some of the extra content from the Simpsons Season 6 DVD. So once again, you can sign up over at patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. And for five bucks, you get access to all of our weekly exclusive podcasts and also the backlog of now over 50 exclusive shows. But also, also, you can be part of the SideQuest Quest. What's that? Well, stick around and you'll find out. But look, your donation will really go a long way in helping us cover some of the overhead costs that come with running all of our podcasts. You know, The Simpsons Index, Thrones of Game, Pulp Fury Radio. And now I can announce that we are currently in production of our first season of our scripted podcast, Working Class Wizards, and all your donations will go into paying our actors and making sure the production quality is as high as it can possibly be. Anyway, here's DVD in Dextras, and also the SideQuest Quest. Coming to you from the SideQuest Studios' exclusive Patreon feed. Exclusive. This is SideQuest Studios' Most Wanted. <Expectatives> <sighs> <Deuts vacant>. <"estar Hiç> and joining me with his uh, criminal mastermind <coughs> knowledge is BT Calloway.
2: It's hot and I'm shiny.
0: Yep, it's definitely hot today. It's why I uh, kind of stumbled through that intro there. I'm normally such an improv <laughs> comic genius.
2: Look, when you're slick on the outside, you're not slick on the inside, you know? So uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what the heat does to us.
0: Yeah, so this this podcast is called DVD Indextras. Mm-hmm. And as the dice dictated, we are reviewing the DVD and extras from season six, disc four. And mm. there's a whole lot of them. So this might, there's end a lot, up, yeah. they might end up splitting into two episodes because got a clip show, commercials, mm-hmm. The Simpsons plane at fucking. And all... who doesn't
2: love a cliffhanger? Come on.
0: Yeah. Don't and... interrupt there. No, you but... building to something.
2: I did it again. Fuck.
0: Not just rattling through all the special features today. Uh, so, we just watched the first bit of extra content on this bonus disc. What the fuck am I saying? Anyway, I we mean, just it's watched- It's
2: alright, you just need to be more fluid with it. Like the fluids pouring out of your face.
0: Yes. Ah, oh, such a sweaty day. It's um, too hot today. So yeah, we just watched Springfield's Most Wanted. This was a clip show of sorts, a collaboration mm. with America's Most Wanted. On Fox. Yeah, uh, to set up before they premiered Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2. BT, what do you think of Springfield's Most Wanted?
2: It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, look, it definitely would hit a lot better if you hadn't seen the conclusion, Who Shot Mr. Burns, yet. So for that, it's going to be a bit of a question whether it's worth your time. It is, it is effectively a clip show, so you've seen everything before, but it's a clip show with context, which is so, so important, as we noted on like the ones that are... Here's just a bunch of stupid things that Homer of Homer has done, or the love one, which it just wasn't a context that mattered. Why mm-hmm. are we going through these clips? Whereas this one did. It was like all the you know the criminal elements of Springfield, all the suspects, or recounting the parts of the um, who shot Mr. Burns' crime. Yeah, maybe in the first one where they really revealed. Burns didn't have his gun in his holster, and that's, you know... And there's actually a lot of obvious tips to the fact that it was Maggie all along Mm. hidden in this one. It's like, yeah, no, they're all there.
0: I was trying to figure out, though, they pointed out the three reoccurrence, and I'm like, this felt like a red herring.
2: Yeah, I was like, does that ever come up? Was that intentional? Maybe someone noticed it and was like, yeah, we'll just throw that out there.
0: Mm. For some reason, when Mr. Burns is walking down to Crime Alley, he passes this bench, and I always thought that the bench's shadow making a four with like the hand rest was something. But uh, that was just me as a kid. Did you have any theories that going through that? I guess we're just doing who shot Mr. Burns again.
2: I think I was pretty much just like Smithers was yeah. my, my top pick. And I remember saying that to someone in the schoolyard and they're like, no, don't you remember that episode where he's like, he's not my boss. He's my best friend. I'm like, you fool. You young, yeah. naive fool. Best friends will betray each other every day. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, you know, nine. <laughs>
0: Uh, giving you a personal psychologist opinion.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, you naive young thing, you sweet summer child.
0: Yeah. But no, I thought the clips that they put together for this episode were, yeah, really well strung together.
2: Yeah, and for something they really could have half asked, they whole asked this. Like I, lo- yeah. I do like all. I mean, obviously they just grab people that were on the Fox sets for cameos. But hey, they got some cameos from like what at the time would have been well-known actors and stuff. Sipho yeah. shows up, and a chick from Melrose Place whose name I don't know,
0: <laughs> Courtney Thorne, and also Andrew Shu, also from Mel- Melrose Place.
2: Okay, yeah, I didn't know the other guys, but um,
0: yeah, you didn't know Kevin Nealon, Saturday Night Lives, Kevin Nealon.
2: I knew Chris Elliott, that guy who's from stuff.
0: Yeah, he was uh, buggy or whatever in Something About Mary. Yeah. Kept having the face welts.
2: That's the one.
0: Yeah, that was good for him to do the, what, we're doing who shot J.R.? I don't care. Like, I like that routine.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, again, they put the effort into this one, so that that really gives it a lot of points.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, you're right. They just sort of grabbed who was available, because it's like, Sibowitz, okay, yeah, Dennis Franz, this makes sense. And then... Okay, two Mero's Place actors. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, just we- walk
2: around the Fox set being like, hey, you there, you owe
0: us. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, we own you. <laughs> Can you do us a favor, please? I mean, we own you, so you don't have a choice, but please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the power of Fox at its prime.
2: This is the this is the power of The Simpsons at its prime, quite frankly.
0: Yeah, no, true. Well, yeah. I mean, as well, yeah, doing this collaboration with America's Most Wanted. And John Walsh fucking sold this one. like.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, there's not a hint of, oh, this is embarrassing or beneath me. He's taking this 100% seriously. So is all, like, the, I don't know if the... You know, expert opinions he's got on this are actual ex, you know, former police chiefs or not. But if they are, they're again a hundred percent behind it. So again, respect.
0: Well, yeah, the police chief, the bookie, and the psychiatrist. Okay, mm-hmm. BT. One of these things. There is are two that... truths and what? <laughs> two truths and a lie. Who's the actor? Okay,
2: I'm gonna say uh, the actor is the psychologist.
0: Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find a lot about her, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, mm-hmm. Dr. Lydia Hansen. This is not a real person.
2: Right. That's fair, but uh, yeah, I kind of figured that from, it's pretty easy to find a retired police chief who loves the show, that'd be easy enough. I know Vegas was definitely betting on this at the time, Yeah, because they bet on everything.
0: Yeah, well, that's one of the things, because this sort of seems to pop up on social media, I don't know, every three years or something, the mm. the Vegas odds thing that's behind him the whole time, yeah. that they were like, yeah, Vegas was actually betting on this, and like it's sort of done in this way, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously Vegas would have probably Vegas bets on everything, mm. but it's sort of sold on social media as like, look at this dug up relic that we found, and it's just no, it's a still from this fucking thing. Yeah, it's just uh, one of these weird things where social media doesn't have to lie, but it does. Like,
2: yeah, that's kind of its thing. Like it'll cycle the same things over and over again. And if you're familiar with them, you'll see them crop up and be like, I know this happened six years ago. Stop peddling it.
0: Yeah. And and it's like, you didn't have to lie. Just this was a still from a fucking Simpsons episode. It's like, uh, it's strange stuff, but yeah, the bookie as well, just while we're there, Mm -hmm. when I just did a sort of quick bit of Googling while watching this, apparently, yeah, Jimmy Vaccaro is an inductee into the sports betting hall of fame. There's a, what? <laughs> this guy's a big deal apparently. He's uh... I,
2: There's a sports betting Hall of Fame. So there's a sports Hall of Fame for people who break records and there's a sports betting Hall of Fame <laughs> where they're like, "Wowzers, this guy sure is right a bunch," I guess. Yeah. What what else is there to oh that's so fucking weird.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's... These people leached off the popularity of another thing.
2: Hmm. You know, I mean, to be fair, I guess, like, what's, what's his name? Guy Waterhouse, Gay Waterhouse, whatever that guy is. Oh, yeah. Is he, he's actually a horse breeder, or is he actually just famous for betting?
0: No, I think he, I think you're right. He does fuck horses.
2: Yeah. So, like, look, I know who that guy is, and apparently all he does is bet, as far as I know. I don't know. But, mm. um, hey, there's an example. They get, I guess they can get famous enough.
0: There's a career and there's a Hall of Fame for fucking everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> looking forward to the podcast Hall of Fame and <laughs> our faces in the gift shop under uh, do not serve these two.
0: Yes. <laughs> we have enough entries for Simpsons podcasters. We are taking any more.
2: <laughs> Although uh, we might be the ones that have all the episodes. Thank you very much.
0: That's true. And we're get, getting fucking close.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, man, this is a, to be a bit of a bummer. So the yep. police chief guy that they uh, get in, as a chief of LAPD, he took a hardline aggressive paramilitary approach to law enforcement mm. that some consider to have disproportionately affected black and Latino Los Angeles for mo- far more often than their white counterparts.
2: What a surprise. This is surprise that I am conveying.
0: Gates is co-credited with the creation of SWAT teams with LAPD's John Nelson. After the Rodney King beating and the riots afterwards, Gates retired from the police department. Much of the blame was attributed to him. According to one study, scandalous racist violence marked the LAPD under Gates' tempestuous leadership. Fucking, maybe this wasn't the guy to get for this thing.
2: Maybe not. (laughs) That really casts him in a very different light. Um,
0: Yeah, because this was like uh, three, four years after the Rodney King...
2: Let's put it this way he was marred with controversy and racial allegations in the 90s. yeah, that's quite hard to do <laughs> not as hard as it was in like the 60s or 70s or even mm. the 40s but uh that's that's an effort. you have to be uh, pushing some pretty questionable policies to get that kind of attention.
0: So yeah it's kind of makes me wish they did get an actor because I mean obviously he was going from a script or something and oh for sure. I did like these sort of three angles with the three people they picked.
2: Yeah, look, look, I'm going to focus entirely on the bit and not the people, and I did really like the bit. I think it was well-scripted. It was like the realistic portrayal of, like I've been in crime for 48 years, and this is what I've learned. You need to look at blah, blah, blah. And they raised some... I do like this part where they kind of start raising things that actually point to Maggie, you know, things like... Mr. Burns was only shot once and not fatally straight away. If you were a you know seasoned professional, you would stayed until the job was done, yeah. suggesting that it was an amateur unfamiliar with weapons. Uh, there's a whole bit of what else do they have?
0: The person would have had to be pretty feeble, like because yep. they couldn't overpower Mr. Burns, mm, who's you know weak. But yeah, and of course, yeah, Jimmy Vaccara doing sort of the more cynical bookie. I know mm-hmm. mugs, and this is what they'd be like.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's- yeah,
0: the whole crusty's in debt thing. And I like mm-hmm. his, uh, at the angle, actually, that, yeah, having the stonecutters, maybe there was a society of people that wiped him out.
2: Yeah, a cabal of sinister
0: intent. Mm. And they'd have the, like these little sort of clips underneath mm-hmm. the little typewriter things. Full of great jokes in there. like oh, yeah. And my lung shot. Guy with red hair and a kilt. And the little typewriter thing says, is that a pistol in your kilt?
3: Yeah,
2: there are a lot of little jokes in there, a lot of little puns. Uh, Lionel Hutz was like, court jester. It's like, oh, that's good.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, Stuff during like the that. psychiatrist assertion that the person must have been <laughs> mentally challenged.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, he did rock up to court one day with no pants on, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not wearing a tie at all. <laughs> yeah one thing i uh, like the implication of this clip show did uh-huh. the whole of springfield surrender a bunch of footage to america's most wanted <laughs>
2: look i was gonna gripe about that it's clearly got a how about you shut up
0: uh, kind of vibe <laughs> about it yeah
2: because yeah whatever it's it's a means to an end sure why not and that's the same with every clip show how do you know you know this happened you weren't there that kind of
0: deal yeah
3: yeah.
2: Uh, look, it just exists for the show. Let's. Uh, they, to be fair, they do show the shooting of Mr. Burns as you know a reenactment.
0: See, so. that's where my big underlines. Like, I probably yeah. would have forgiven this, but like, wait, this is the reenactment part of it. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a very
2: accurate reenactment.
0: Yeah. Oh, the actors you that know, they got look exactly like the people. Yep. So yep. hey,
2: well done for finding for just pitch perfect casting there. Well done.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about next for this thing? What have we All got?
2: Right. We, we did uh, Marge Gets a Job recently, and I mm. feel like, uh, you know, the bit where she goes, you can't fire me for having a husband, and I remember that is going straight to, I'll sue the pants off, you, you'd you have to sue me to get my pants off, whereas this, it shows a clip of, you can't fire me for having a husband, and then it cuts to Mr. Burns saying, well then I'll fire you because you won't have sex with me. Mm. Like, was that in the show? I, I can't remember now.
0: No, I actually think that they had access to some deleted scenes as well, because even something as small as when they're going through and showing everyone's motives, Grandpa mm-hmm. goes, uh, my friend's sunbathing yeah. magazine, where I know it in my head. He says, my buddy's collection of old sunbathing magazines. It's such yep. a little thing. But yeah, I think they had some access to some deleted scenes.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, props, good, good use of them, but it's so rare to see new footage of The Simpsons. Mm. Uh, that one really caught me off guard, especially because we did it so recently. Yeah. Uh, another little detail I liked is all around the uh, office that they're in, everyone just has boxes of donuts. I'm like, yes. That's, fair. That's a nice little cut, both to the show and, you know, cops always eating donuts and that kind of thing.
0: I did yeah, find myself like. looking in the background a lot at this and just like, just what's the extras instruction? Hand them a paper, write on it, yeah. hand that guy that paper.
2: <laughs> yeah. Look at a paper, look slightly irritated, and then I'm like, hmm, crime, hmm, <laughs> crime, C, R, etc.
0: There was a particular cutaway as well, where he was like, and when we come back, we'll look at more stuff. And then a guy just comes over, hands him a paper, and he's like, oh, interesting. Yes,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, that's how you police. That's how it's done, apparently, according to TV. I believe it.
0: Yeah. Uh, see, yeah, I think the hundred percent selling it of what is what makes this work, really. Yeah,
2: and even then they get some nice little jabs in because it's like, well, we have lots of suspects, and so far we haven't captured any.
3: Yeah, and then at the very <laughs>
2: end, it's like we've looked at a lot of evidence, thought about a lot of theories. Have we? What? And what have we accomplished? Not much.
0: The counter that's ticking, ticking, zero, 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 nothing.
2: Yeah, it's it's good to have. Again, this was properly written, and I'd like that it was written with sincerity, but still had a few jabs in there. That was nice.
0: Yeah, and man. I only glimpsed at the credits, but it looked like it was like, yeah, Simpsons staff is working uh, with America's Most Wanted writers as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, say what you will about the show, but I think this was a, a very well put together thing. Absolutely. I think that pretty well covers, like, all the main bullet points of this.
2: Yeah. I got a few little quotes, but they're just fun quotes, like, oh, people see you as an ogre. I ought to club them and eat their bones. <laughs> uh, or just grease me up, woman. Come on. Yeah.
0: Actually, that's another thing. Like, you'd notice that they sort of trimmed some. Dialogue. I thought, like, editing this thing must have been a fucking nightmare, but mm. I thought they did some very good things of, like, overlapping some of the audio with other bits that weren't exactly from there. Like, there's too yeah. many to mention, but especially in that fucking opening shotgun blast of fucking clips put together there were so many of those moments oh yeah where there were audio and, uh, from other scenes but with like homer getting arrested or something yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and i like that they've got an interview in quotations with police chief wickham obviously they didn't have time to, and budget to animate an entire new scene but just having the audio over like a police radio thing that was enough that was a little bit
0: yeah uh for little bits man oh it was just one joke short for me it was like mm. yeah if anybody could lead us to the location of the guns my TV remote earned two-for-one sale and donuts. Ah, yeah, that two-for-one. I just wanted to pump that up, something different.
2: It's just a little bit quicker, yeah. And a little bit I liked was uh, there's a part where the guy hosting is like, to understand the killer, we need to get inside his head. And I'm like, oh, uh, way to mislead people, you jerks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, my only other bit is, yeah, Dennis Franz, when he goes, give me one weekend with that saw head, I'll straighten him out. It's like, what are you going to do to Butt? This is sit
2: him down a chair and be like, "You are not Mister Burns's son. You love Homer <laughs> and Marge. You are their son. What you're doing is wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong."
0: Do you mind you are uh, killing the mood. Uh, besides, for a fucking overt advertisement for America's Most Wanted at the oh, end, yeah. and the the sappy tribute to Mister Burns at the end was kind of nice.
2: Yeah, like they try to shine him in a good light when we know who he is. Yeah. we know what
0: he's done. That was actually a weird thing when they set him up as like he has a sketchy pass. He threw yeah. a dud ball at a baseball game. That was really weird. And it's got like, heckled. Yeah,
2: I, I wrote that down as well. Like Of all of the clips to have picked uh, of Mr. Burns' dangerous past, the one where he does nothing wrong, okay.
0: Yeah, and the one, he's so sorted. Marge saw him in the nude by accident. Sordid. <laughs> sorted. But yeah, aside from that, I thought the clips were pretty well put together. Do you have yeah. any more notes about this thing?
2: Um, they did call Mr. Burns bombastic, and I feel like that's wrong. I'm just going to quickly look it up.
0: Mr. Burns Bombastic. That's all I can think now.
2: Uh, High sounding, but with little meaning. Inflated. So, I don't know. I I wouldn't call him bombastic. (laughs) Mostly because it puts that song in my head, but still.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, just for curiosity, because this is essentially Mm -hmm. an episode, I said, you know, we'd do more esoteric ratings. Um, But would you give it a medal on the Simpsons Index scale?
2: Um, again, this one's all about timing. If I saw this between, like, who shot Mr. Burns's, this is, 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 yeah, this would be a great episode, I think. it'd be I'd be glued, and actually, I did see it before I saw the conclusion, because I was in the States, and this aired, and oh, I actually right. caught it, so, yeah, it was uh, fascinating. I, d- I even still remember some parts where they're going through, like, Skinner has a silencer on his gun, Moe has his shotguns, and yeah. the, whereas you know, those are what we see, we see clearly an uh, unsilenced pistol wound um yeah so that kind of stuff even stuck with me so yeah on that kind of thing i would give it maybe i don't want to go gold because it's too high but i do think it's quite good so i'll say a silver very good silver
0: yeah i'd silver this one as well and
2: yeah and now obviously it's a bit harder to really find a lot of value after you know the conclusion so bronze-ish it's it's still got some jokes i think i think it's it works better as like a timepiece as a this was really 90s television this was the height of fox this was the height of the simpsons that's like a cultural artifact almost and so worth checking out for that
0: yeah absolutely um and yeah just as far as the basic yes no recommend for the dvd extras i'd say absolutely and yeah check it out if you had planned on sitting down and watching both parts of mr who shot mr burns i think this is a yeah, great thing yeah
2: nice little palate cleanser Yep. you know, while you're still trying to remember how the opening of part two starts with you know the Raceway Squad with uh, <laughs> Mister Smithers' uh, fantasy, because I always, I think when we watched the episode, I completely forgot that's how it opened, and was pleasantly surprised.
0: The fucking misdirect on that. <laughs> now let's burn rubber, baby.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good, Speedway Squad. Yeah, check out our review of Who Shot Mr. Burns on episode 69 and 70 of the Simpsons Index.
2: The two sexiest numbers. (laughs) Yeah.
0: After you're done 69ing uh, your partner, get them to do a 70.
2: (laughs) You know, if they're into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, one of them's curled up in a ball and you're just sort of sitting up straight. Um, Anyway, I don't know what it could be. Not all numbers are sexy. Alright, so with the time on the clock now I think we will end up splitting this into two Yeah So now we're going to move on and review The Simpsons Plane and some commercials And then we'll come back next week To do the rest of the disc Because there's the deleted scenes package And Mm -hmm. also some art and animation things That I think will take up a bit of time So we'll take a break and watch The Simpsons Plane We'll be back We'll be right back all right, and we are back, and we just watched The Simpsons' plane bonus feature. BT, what did yep. you think of this little thing?
2: Man, so 90s. <laughs> so, so 90s. So many like shirts tucked into chino pants. Yep, like, yep. Just everywhere. Why was this the style at the time? Dear God.
0: Bald also, guys a, with the horseshoe yeah. hairdo, growing them all the way out to fucking lengths that would make that's, season one Kelsey Grammer fraser crumble.
2: Yeah, that's how you know they're riders. You know, yes. the ponytail with the bald head. Man, and there's a plane that's painted yellow and has The Simpsons on it. And again, cultural artifact, The Simpsons at their height, and mm. their absolute world dominance. Uh, they have a plane for everybody.
0: They have fucking plane money.
2: Which Matt Grading refused to get on.
0: <laughs> yeah, both him and Dave Merkin just... You know what? I you roll my eyes at a lot of people who've got fear of planes. I get it. We're not meant to be up that high, but... Mm-hmm. Planes are statistically very safe. Look, statistics aren't going to help you when you're dying. But that'd be the thing, right? You'd know that, yeah, you're flashing around the fact that you got plane money and you're Mm. getting on the plane for a publicity flight. See, for that, I I kind of get them.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, I get why they didn't get on. It's like, if anything in this wild ride of making an animated show that became, like, made us millionaires kills us... It'll be this. This is like hubris 101.
0: I don't think the series would have continued if this happened. If, yeah, it crashed and it fucking took Merkin and Graining and Yardley yeah. down with well, it.
2: Mean, what what season was this they were doing this?
0: So this was on the season six DVD. So you could assume yeah. that this was like made for season five around 94 or something.
2: Yeah, it'd be Maybe. quite easy to understand that, look, the showrunners and Lisa are gone. Yeah, uh, We're not going to continue on. This is, you know like the fucking uh, Leonard Skinner plane crash,
0: yeah wait aren't they still going in some weird fashion in some
2: like yes but no
0: yeah yeah I mean there's not really too much more to say on this besides that the fucking mm. costumes that they had for the Marge Barton Homer Jesus Christ they were nightmares
2: i I wasn't looking I was looking at the chinos um,
0: <laughs> distracted by chinos <laughs> apparently <laughs> I
2: kept forgetting there were like people in costumes there. Look, we've seen time and time again, it's so hard to make a Simpsons costume that isn't nightmare fuel.
0: Yeah, they do not translate to 3D particularly well. No. But, I don't know, it's just a weird choice. Like, the Marge one has, like, outlines on the eyes, but Homer's and Bart's didn't, and... Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just it was nightmare fuel to my eyes. That's
2: fair. That's well they had to, you know, add some more structural support to the head for the hair. So Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> God, that must be hell on the fucking person inside the costumes. Uh, on the neck. like
2: the upper shoulders. Yeah, it's gonna gotta wreak havoc.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that about does it. Uh do you yeah. recommend people check out this bonus feature?
2: Again, solely as a cultural artifact, there's not really much to it. It's a plane painted like The Simpsons. That's uh, neat. That's interesting. They don't really do that for promos anymore. Mm. But there's not a whole lot to get out of it other than, uh, yeah, listening to was it david merkin be like Haha, no we would have died and it would have been yeah just the headlines would have been embarrassing so we didn't get on it's like yeah no fair we cowered in the terminal in his words
0: yeah ultimately it's two minutes of your time so if you got the extras going yeah why not
2: yeah exactly it's, it's on the why not that might be the scale check it out don't and why not
0: mm. <laughs> why not simpson's plane bonus feature
2: <laughs> yeah want special features why not zoidberg
0: All right, and finally today, let's look at some commercials. We'll be back. Mm, Who doesn't love commercials? Subscribe to Patreon. Wait, you already are. Never mind. Alright, and we are back, and we are wrapping up the first part of Season 6, Disc 4, with some commercials. Mm. So, two for Church's Chicken, and one for 1-800-COLLECT. First of all, Homer at the picnic. What'd you think of this commercial?
2: First of all, do you want Homer promoting your chicken? He's a slovenly (laughs) fat man who can't stop eating, and (laughs) is a moron. Is this what you want? Again, this I, I've said it multiple times. We'll just continue the height of Simpsons powers. So I guess, yes, at the time, you just want us any association you can get. I hey there, bald
0: fatty. Do you want to have some sticky chicken, you bald fatty?
2: Yeah, no, so known for its stickiness that you're unable to let go of a football when bullies throw it to you.
0: <laughs> hey uh, there, picnic boy. Yeah,
2: fucking do you want this to be him. you? Oh, fucking, <laughs> I am on a picnic. He's oh, just dead to rights, you God damn.
0: Honestly, yeah. if eating Church's chicken does lead me to being a ball that's being kicked as a goal through po- post. Anyway, that looks like fun is what I'm trying to say.
2: Well, that's the thing. We never see Homer get kicked. He's just going through the air as though he were. So um...
0: <laughs> The bullies just happen to have their trebuchet that day.
2: <laughs> I mean, I carry mine. What about you? So I'm just going to see if Church's ch- chicken is still around. Uh, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like we're good for them. Founded by George W. Church Senior. There, there we go. go. Oh, I was just like, did they spend all their, because I'd never heard of them, so did they spend all their money on, like, you know, The Simpsons money? Yeah, um, yeah. You, You'd think they'd already have the ideal, like, marketing campaign of being like, go to church at Jesus ah, Eats Here.
0: And um, now we must give praise to the chicken, which has the stickiest... Hot wings
2: mm-hmm. Sticking together is what good chicken does.
0: <laughs> yeah, look,
2: I think the first one's kind of stupid. I don't yeah. like it.
0: <laughs> I still can't get over, it. hey there, picnic boy.
2: Yeah, ooh, got him. Skating. They were so good at the, the burns and the zingers. You couldn't say that anymore. It's no. far too PC. You could not say no. picnic <laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, it's, again, as a relic of the past, it's it's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the second commercial, Homer stealing from his son to go get...
2: yeah wackier i would say overall better just a lot more fluid in animation and you know him uh, this is the journey he goes on Sure, you don't that's not how you buy chicken you idiot and also there seems to be a church's chicken like three stores down from his house anyway
0: yeah are they saying a cost to our drivers <laughs> like I, I don't know
2: it's like okay look People every now and then, like, every, okay. so I work retail, and every now and then, for some reason, it's rare, but it happens, someone tries to give me money, like, on the shop floor when I'm talking about, like, we're talking, we're not at the register, but, like, I'll be talking about, oh, yeah, this is a good wine, and they'll be like, okay, i take that, and tries to give me the money there, and it's like, you what? <laughs> what the hell? Have you never been shopping before? This is so, and sometimes, <laughs> it's usually older people, and I'm like... But even then, older people are used to counters and often going up to the counter and just telling them what you want. They go get it. Why? This isn't a fate. Yeah, you, I you was going to say,
0: yeah, it's not a market. You're not wearing a bum bag, I hope. So,
2: and it, it doesn't happen often, but every time it does, it's like, do you know how buying things works? <laughs> because it's pretty commonplace.
0: Yeah. So that's no. what
2: this reminds me of Homer trying to buy from, like, the chicken that's probably, you know, frozen in the van <laughs> rather than the, you know, operating restaurant that's three doors down. But that's it. I like him getting hurled off and just flying through the restaurant and picking it up. And it definitely sells the chicken to me a lot more as a consumer and lover of fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than sitting there going, mmm, sticky. Ah, I can't let go of this. Boy. Hey there, picnic boy. This one, at <laughs> least, is an adventure I can get on board with. And, uh,.
0: Yeah, yeah. The thing to me though is that Bart's like, "Oh, how lucky can a kid get? The chicken and his own piggy bank lands into his yeah. <laughs> arms." It's like, first of all, don't you how recognize it? your own piggy bank? And then,
2: look the the line, "How lucky can a kid get?" That's some hot cheese right there. But I'm yeah. um, sure, fuck it, it's an ad.
0: Sure. And finally, one eight hundred collect Homer's at the Grand Canyon without his family for some reason.
2: Yeah, the height of this is Homer going, "What a grand." cat canyon he just doesn't know what to say about it i dig that it's a big hole what else you supposed to say um the rest of it is fuck awful
0: yeah no like i don't do we have collect calling in australia i guess we had 1-800 reverse but that was yeah by.
2: we probably do but when when have you ever needed to use it especially now when public phones aren't really a thing anymore
0: well public phones are free now they're just a utility
2: all right There you go.
0: Because there's actually heaps around where I live. I'm sort of like on the outskirts of the city. Yeah.
2: There's one near my work, to be fair. Mm. But uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. And just Bart picks it up and is like, no way, man. I only accept 1 800 collect calls. Like, why the fuck would anyone (laughs) ever give a shit? yeah like seriously whoever goes oh that's not the collect call provider i like, like who, no one has an opinion on this <laughs> no one's sitting there like going well look 1-800 collect is good but if you tried 1-800 collect us Ooh, that's just yeah premium no fuck you no one cares <laughs> it's going to be the number they can remember that's what they're going to go with
0: well, that's why I think, yeah, 1-800-REVERSE and, like, I used this a lot as a teen because, you know, this is still when, you know, mobile credit was, wasn't on a plan or anything. It had to be all prepaid yep. and, like, I w- and pay phones were still prevalent. And mm. that was so if you didn't have any coin on you, you could reverse charge the person.
2: Yeah, I still remember the ads.
0: Yep, but there were no competitors. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just 1-800-REVERSE. It was just a service. Like, I can't... Well, a world where there's fucking, competing uh, services. capitalism is broken. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, no, it's just a thing where we have a much smaller population, therefore, the percentage yeah. of people who need this service are way, way smaller, and there's it's just not economically viable. People are going to use what they can remember. Mm. I 100% think the only reason Pizza Hut was successful in this country is because people could remember their phone number from their jingle.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's the fun thing. Whenever we do a podcast with people from interstate, if Pizza mm. Hut does come up. Like <laughs> no, everyone's got with... a different number, but it's the same melody.
2: Yeah, it's just the um oh, what is that, goddamn.
0: Nine four eight one double one double one.
2: Nah, but the actual name of the um
0: ah, William Tell Overture. That's the one, thank you.
2: Yeah, it's just the William Tell Overture, but it's always and it's always weird to hear the same ad in other people's phone numbers. Like, no, no, it's nine seven seven five four three two. No, fuck you, it's wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's why I think the New South Wales one is the best because the double one, double one, double one, that really works with the fucking one? Double one. Yep. The Gallops uh, of the William Tell Overture.
2: I concur. The point is, you could remember that. So when you were around with friends, you were like, I like to order pizza, you were like, What the fuck is Domino's? Fuck it. I don't know. I know pizza art though. Yeah. <laughs> and my point being that one eight hundred reverse, I never used it. I remember it. Mm. So um yeah, I that's think that's it. what won it out.
0: Um, so the commercials, like uh individually as a whole, what do you reckon? Worth checking out?
2: Look, as a whole, sure, if you're curious about what was, again, I've said about everything, I'm going to say it again, this is The Simpsons at their peak, and that's kind of really fascinating because it is such a dog-eared relic by now. Like, even if you're keeping up, the fall from grace has been mighty, and yes, there's a lot to be said about New Simpsons, but it's just, it's such a staple of everyday life, it just exists, and so to Mm. see it when it was, no, no, people wanted Homer on their commercials, people wanted to be associated with The Simpsons in a way they just wouldn't anymore, it's really interesting, and it's it's kind of weird to think about this, how big this was at one point. They had planes. Yeah, they had plane money.
0: Like, I don't actually know if there's modern Simpsons commercials. Like, fucking, you could argue that the sketches that they did for Disney were just advertising commercials for Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, but
2: you know, I'm not getting pitched a Snickers by Lisa. You know. Yeah. Whereas you know, Bart plugged Butterfinger back in the day. Uh, they're definitely not getting any, like, cell phone plans based off of, you know, Simpsons commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not seeing ads for KFC with, you know, Homer in them. It's just not a thing. It doesn't exist. Even other That said, the TV crossover to commercial thing is not a thing that's really being done as far as I can think about. We mm. haven't seen, you know... Squid Game and and McDonald's get get together.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't tempt them. It is only a happy meal
2: toys. Come on. (laughs) I got the old man. I got the sad old lady. Yay!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. It's time to thank you, heroes out there on Patreon. And we do this via the side quest quest. Yes, if
2: it's thanking time, then it's time for another installment of the side quest quest. When we last left our heroic patron heroes, they had been lost at sea for nine days. After a brief synopsis in which each character of what each character had been doing while lost at sea, and introducing two new ones, their ship wrecked on a seemingly deserted tropical island. But lo, a raging, rumb- rumbling ruckus races forth from the tropical vegetation. Our brave heroes prepare themselves on the beach, the sapphire ocean at their backs, as a gigantic duck bursts. From the jungle foliage and charges towards them. It's roaring quacks like that of a 35-year-old podcaster. Quack uh, that Quack Quack. That was, that was your cue, and I'm very happy. <laughs> Give me a legally distinct version of Led Zeppelin's immigrant song, please, Elliot.
0: Dun da 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 do da do do immigrant song.
2: Yep. A quick reminder to our Patreon heroes, both old and new. The way this works is: I first roll a D six on a and on a six point scale, and we'll see what your okay. character does. These options are: use a skill you're bad at, use a skill you're good at, use an item, or prepare to do something dope. Attack melee, attack ranged, or do whatever is most optimal. Elliot, who am I thanking first?
0: Grant Prusy, the bitter wizard.
2: All right. Thank Grant you, buddy. Prus- Okay, I actually have to do this one last because this was clutch. So we will come back to that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, he's first because he's on the main quest here. But, Grant, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just know that you're now lost because that's extra special, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but also joining Grant on the main quest here was 16 ounce mouse.
2: Ah. The changeling rogue, known as the Gentleman Assassin, decides to use their animal handling skill, despite the fact they're quite bad at it. Mm-hmm. They rolled an—they only rolled an eight—but the duck tanks its roll. The effort is a success. Can this dangerous duck be tamed?
0: Quack! <gasps> Philip Wolf, <laughs> Wolf versus Duck. Let's see how this goes utilizing
2: a skill he's good at the scratching demon uses his monk athletics to clamber up onto the duck's back in hopes of riding the feathered fiend he only rolls an eight plus a five for athletics but the duck's dexterity sucks because it's a duck and he only rolls a nine defense this is su- it's a success he's on that duck
0: <laughs> wolf on a duck yep timothy Bellison, thank you very much for your contribution buddy
2: Showing no fear as usual, the fearless swami decides to use a skill he's good at and attempts to calm the foul waterfowl using his animal handling skills.
3: There, there. While he rolls there, there. an
2: impressive 14 plus 2, the dire duck's charisma is too much, rolling a 19 plus 2 in defense. Perhaps the duck saw Johnny Hotcakes, the creepy doll he found on the ship, and became spooked by it? I don't know. Whack! <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, thank you so much for your contribution. <sighs> Striding elegantly across the white sand, uh, uh, white island sands The foolish wanderer attacks with a strike from her rapier That misses the great aquatic bird Never one to frown in the face of failure She reaches out to pat the massive duck But misses again She rolled a six and a two I'm really sorry, star- sorry, Stephanie Please blame the dice and not us
0: <laughs> Missed pat uh, yeah. But this we don't miss this pat uh, Wait <laughs> We don't miss thanking this pat Patrick Lauer, thank you so much for being on the Patreon feed. I'm trying to figure out new ways to say thank you for your contribution, or Yep. Yeah.
2: Hey, this is that's why we do this whole thing. Seeing the mad look in the diaduct's black eyes, the visual lover employs the help of his imp familiar, Satan's little helper, to quickly craft a sign that see that reads, Please don't murder me. <laughs> this visual arts performance turns out to be a success, pacifying the duck once again as it rolls really low and apparently can read. Who knew? Quack. <laughs> David That's the sound David of a duck Young! reading
0: DJY, thank you
2: With a name like the Wacko Killer The dwarven fighter never came here to make friends He charges in, his trident held high As he drives the razor sharp tines Into the deadly duck's waterproof hide Dealing five points of damage
0: <laughs> That's apparently a stabbing <laughs> yep. And from one good thing Paul Salt, thank you very much Paul
2: Rolling to attack at range, the drunken desperado takes a moment to observe his enemy and successfully gains insight into the mind of the diaduct
3: <laughs> before drawing
2: his shortbow and loosing an arrow. He hits, dealing extra sneak attack damage for a whopping 15 points of damage, reducing <laughs> the <laughs> diaduct to half in a single shot.
0: Wow. He finally uh, got a hit. <laughs> <laughs> About time, that drunken desperado. <laughs> mm. And Paul Goodman also from One Good Thing. Thank you very much. Yes, the
2: barbarian half-orc charges, ready to use a skill he's good at. As he approaches the beastly bird, the smiling conqueror uses his raw athletic skill to grapple with the dire duck. He rolls a four plus a five, but the duck rolls even lower and becomes trapped in a headlock. As the smiling conqueror administers a mighty noogie, the dire duck strikes back with its beak, arching its neck to snap at the half-orc, but it misses, then attacks with its wings, dealing eight points of bludgeoning damage.
0: Oh, Jesus. And getting two thank yous this episode, apparently. Grant <laughs> Brucey, thank you very much, buddy.
2: Yep. So quick little peek behind the uh, DM screen here. I there's no way for me to prove this, but these are all completely legitimate roles, and I am like have to do them in a certain order. So it got to a point where the next person's turn would decide whether or not you tame this duck or you kill it. And so it came down to Grant Prucy, the Bitter Wizard. <clears throat> With two successful attempts at subduing, subduing the diadoc and two successful attacks are made against it, it was all down to the Bitter Wizard. He rolled to use an item slash do something dope. Having no useful items in his inventory like I've given most other players, it was de- time to do something dope. Taking a chance, he casts the message spell, hoping to calm the giant duck's furious rage. A success would mean a new ally. A failure would mean duck for dinner. The diaduct rolled a six, and the wizard also rolled a six. The tie Ooh. sending me to the rule book to check. But it's a success. <laughs> their combined efforts have calmed the deadly diaduct, who sits down on the sand. I did genuinely not see that coming. Quack, quack. As our heroes gather round and pat their new foul friend. they call You kept fucking this up.
0: Newfound foul friend.
2: Jesus. Yeah, I, this, is, this is what I've done to myself.
0: The alliteration, you're right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> As our heroes gather around and pat their newfound foul friend, the chorus of croaks cries, cro- croaking cries comes from the thick jungle scrub. Who could this be? How many people can ride a giant duck? Will this be their way off the island? File out next time on the side quest quest! Legally distinct version of Kashmir, please, Elliot.
0: Jada dunch, jada dunch, jada dunch, jada dunch. It just doesn't go anywhere.
2: I like it. Um, Oh, yeah. So I was trying to think up what name to call it. Is it the Dire Duck? Is it uh, Moby Duck? And then I'm like, no, it's the Quacken.
0: (laughs) At least the Quacken.
2: (laughs) Yep. So they now have a duck friend. And this is why I love this game. Because they just happen to roll, you know, the the animal handling skills and calm it down.
0: So were you genuinely setting them up for a boss fight, not for... Yep. Adopting a fucking
2: <laughs> giant duck, but that's what the dice said, baby.
0: And is this an adapted like enemy? Is there a giant duck in D D normally? Did you
2: not yeah. in the official rules? I found one online and made some minor tweaks because I gave it a, a high dexterity and a low charisma. And I'm like, no, ducks are adorable. They have a high charisma and they have wings. They don't have hands. How are they gonna be dexterous? That's ridiculous.
0: No, they're ducksterist. Oh, zingy. See, welcome to Punland. <laughs> Well, that's about all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And big thank yous are in order for all of our heroes over on Patreon. Grant Prussey, 16 Ounce Mouse, Philip Wolf, Timothy Burleson, Stephanie, Patrick Lauer, David James Young, Paul Salt, and Paul Goodman. Thank you so much for your support. And if you want to join them, once again, patreon.com slash studios. But that's it from me. I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, wishing you all the
3: best for 2022. And that is all the mustard in the house.